she got to the point where she said, well, you know what you did to me? She said, I did it to you. And at that point, it was like I'd been punched in the stomach. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about how we live our lives, that one day we're going to be looking back at all the bad things that we've done, and they'll come up to our minds. Our consciousness will remind us. There will be a longing to resolve those past issues, but because they're in the past, oftentimes they are unsolvable. So what do we do in that instance? What do we do when we realize, my gosh, my life has a trail of hurting others, maybe even destroying other people's lives? What can we do with all of that? Well, in our last show, we had Willie Cordova, who is a pastor today, but in his past, he grew up being raised in a Catholic school, but deep inside, he was longing for something more. In our last show, he told us how a neighbor introduced him to marijuana at the age of 15. And at that time, he thought that this was the more he was looking for in his life, until eventually that led to other drugs such as cocaine. And then the drug use became a job opportunity where he started selling the drugs to others to support that habit. He told us that even when he tried to get set free from the addiction and going to rehab, he ended up drug dealing there because the drugs had too strong of a hold on him. He shared with us how someone led him through a prayer to invite Jesus in his heart as Lord and Savior, but afterwards he didn't notice anything changing from that point, at least not yet. Today, he's going to continue to share with us the true consequences of that lifestyle that haunted his heart and mind. Willie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Willie, so good to have you with us. So, I understand that after you prayed that prayer, nothing changed yet to set you free from that drug addiction. But then something happened to your wife that put that prayer into motion. Can you tell us about that? Yes, my wife had given her life over to Jesus. We went to a church service, and I remember she asked me when they gave the altar call if I would go up with her. And I remember telling her, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And so she ended up walking up there, and I don't know what happened other than she said a prayer, and when she came back, Little by little, I began to notice the changes in her, and shortly after that, she went to Bible college. Oh, wow. So, your wife is having a revival of sorts and making some serious changes. And as she's now becoming a different person, I understand that she asked you a tough question about the past. What did she ask you to reveal? Well, one night when I was drinking, she, I would say, badgered me. to confess I had an affair. She knew this lady because we hung around her and she knew in her heart, obviously, that I had had an affair. Some women have that intuition. So this night when I was drinking, she kept on badgering me and I would always deny it. But finally that night I said, okay, I've had enough. And I confessed to her that I had had this affair and she just broke down and wept and cried and And then she told me, she says, I've forgiven you, but only because God has given me the strength to forgive you. Oh, wow. So she didn't leave you. She forgave you. But then later on, she shared something that shocked you. What was that? 
Well, she had dinner ready and the kids were gone that night and I ate dinner and after dinner I was getting up to go get cleaned up and she said, nope, stop right there. And she put her hand out and said, sit down. And she began to share some things that I didn't know about her. We'd been married 20 years, but I didn't know about her past life. And then she got to the point where, and I felt a knot in my stomach where she said, well, you know what you did to me? She said, I did it to you. And at that point, it was like I'd been punched in the stomach. Oh, man. Now, you think that would be understandable, but I understand it really hurt you and it was very difficult for you, even though you had done it to her. Yes, it was something that broke me as a man. And in that brokenness, you know, it stripped me of my pride and arrogance and, you know, who I thought I was. And if it's never happened to you, it's very hard to explain, but it's a pain that cuts deep to the heart and to the emotions. And it's a very painful thing to have to deal with. Mm. So that was an interesting thing. What I see is that even if we were to do some type of sin or wrong against someone, when that wrong comes to us, even if it's the same thing that we've done, it's still just as painful. So there you both are confessing the past affairs before you guys gave your lives to the Lord. But I understand something happened here in your life that made this Jesus so real to you. Tell me about that. Yes, after we had confessed to each other and forgiven each other, she went to sleep. But as I laid back down, the Lord gave me a vision of things I had done as a kid all the way up into my adult life. And everything I had done from breaking into houses, stealing cars, selling drugs, cheating on my wife. I saw them. It came full circle. And God spoke to me and said, See, Willie, God is not mocked. What a man sows is what he reaps. And it so broke me that I ran to my bathroom, got on my hands and knees, and I just cried out to him. And I said, if you're real, I'm so sick of me. I'm so sick of this emptiness, this ugliness inside. And I begged him to change me. And I promised that if he changed me, I would learn about him because I told him I've known about him, but I did not know him. Wow. And I understand you were crying for three days straight. And the Lord was showing you all the broken relationships, all the things you've done to others, and you were repenting for them in tears. I understand you started confessing your sins by writing apology letters, and you were like having this revival inside when you realized Jesus had forgiven you of your sins, and you understood the weight of that. Well, I just felt like all the shame that I had been carrying for all these years for the things I had done, because my conscience always told me that many of the things I was doing was wrong. When I confessed them and I opened up my heart and just apologized to everybody I had wronged and the things I had done, it was like the weight of the world lifting off my shoulders. And I just felt the great peace and joy came into my heart that I cannot explain. And it was just really an awesome feeling. Wow, Willie, this is evidence that when you stopped hiding and you started telling the truth, you experienced freedom and forgiveness. Now, what would you say to the person who feels like they need to hide? They try to forget the past, but they're constantly tormented with their past decisions and things that they've done or that they're even doing. Well, I would just encourage them to be real to themselves and to quit hiding everything they've done and to bring it into the open where they can get it lifted off of their shoulders and off of their mind and their heart. And they'll find a freedom in doing that, that it releases them to look back and yes, I've made these mistakes and I've done these things, but I'm no longer having to carry the shame and the guilt 
of what I have done. Wow. Thanks so much for being so transparent with us today. Truly, Jesus has the way to set us free from the weight of our past sins. Amazing how today you're no longer who you were, but Jesus has changed your life so much and given you greater understanding about his forgiveness and what it can do for other people. It's amazing how God can change people if they fully surrender to him. Thanks so much, Pastor Willie. You're welcome. We aren't done yet. Let's go deeper into what you just heard right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I mean, like, wow, what a story, huh? I mean, the confession of the adultery thing really threw me for a loop. I mean, yes, the drug addiction, the trying to fill the void in his life, but the adultery even didn't fill him. So if you ever think about having an affair will somehow fulfill you, newsflash, it won't. Instead, there'll be nothing but damage and broken hearts. But what is crazy to me is that Willie confesses that he cheated on his wife in his past, you know, during the drugs and everything. And then she admits to doing it to him. And he's like, so broken. You know what? Here's a moment when he learned the consequences of his actions and how he made others feel that though he was doing it, he's realizing that he was the one who was causing those very emotions in other people. And the remorse of everything he did was now coming back to him. Can you imagine the compounding, crushing emotions of guilt and suffering he's going through in this time of his life when he was feeling this guilt? It's moments like this where people can be completely crushed and destroyed. Why? Because guilt is a very cruel emotion. Guilt can manifest in our lives as sorrow or some type of depression. Let me explain. It's written in ancient scriptures in 2 Corinthians 7-10. through 10. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. I'm going to stop there because, you see, there is a sorrow or a guilt that leads to death. What do people who live with tremendous amounts of guilt do? Well, you know, they feel guilty. They feel heavy. They toss and turn all night, reliving that moment. They greatly wrong someone else or that they did something really wrong. This sorrow can lead one to death. But in the verse I just quoted, it also says that there's godly sorrow that leads to repentance, meaning a change of mind and heart, that instead of leading to death and depression, instead it leads to life, a life without regrets. Well, he found this. He found forgiveness for his sins, so much so that he was able to forgive others for the sins that were committed to him. It's written in Matthew 6.14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. You see, Willie was able to forgive his wife of adultery because he had gotten forgiveness from the Lord for his crazy past. A past? 
that was full of regrets, a past that was there to haunt him the rest of his life. But when he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior, Jesus came for real and helped him to process these things in his life. This is very relatable here because I think there's some who are listening who may be struggling with guilt, deep guilt haunting them every day. Is that right? Now, I know all of us deal with guilt in one form or another, but friend, how do you deal with it? Do you ponder and just try to justify the past? Do you lie there in bed trying to convince yourself of why you had to do what you did? Or do you try to fight off the feelings of guilt? Or are you able to see and admit when you had done wrong and then process those emotions of guilt? Or maybe you're the person who admits it, but then you're crushed under the weight of that guilt. Father God, I'm praying for everyone now, but I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, Lord, I feel guilty. I don't know what to do. I can't fix the past. So Lord Jesus, right now, for the person who has never received you or received your forgiveness, we receive you right now. Jesus, we welcome your forgiveness into our hearts and we receive it now. We can't fix the past. So we ask to be born again, forgiven, made new, made whole. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.